We all face those storms and feel a little lost, but it's a joy to know that God's going to be with us in it all. Amen? And He is. Wonderful promises that we can hold on to in God's Word. Well, I'd like you to take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me, please, to the book of Numbers, chapter number 20. The book of Numbers and chapter number 20. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then the book of Numbers. <clears throat> when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out why they named the Bible uh, books of the Bible the way they did. Amen? And uh, so uh, you say, why did they name the book of Numbers Numbers? I don't know, because there's numbers in it. Maybe that's the answer. Uh, but... Uh, it's a wonderful book, powerful book, mainly deals with Moses and the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and into the promised land. And uh, we're going to begin Numbers chapter number 20, and verse number 14 is where we're going to begin today. Numbers chapter 20, and verse 14, God had told the children of Israel that through Moses, he wanted them to, when they left Egypt, to go straight out up through Edom and straight into the promised land. And this is a passage of scripture that talks about what God wanted the children of Israel to do and how they found a difficulty in doing it. And so we want to look at the passage this morning and see what God says. Numbers chapter 20, follow along, begin with verse number 14 in your Bibles. The Bible says, And Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Thus saith thy brother Israel, thou knowest all the travail that has befallen us, how that our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice, and sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border." Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields or through the vineyard, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand or to the left until we have passed thy borders. And Edom said unto them, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway. And if I... And my cattle drink of thy water, and I will pay for it. I will only without, uh, I will only, without doing anything else, go through upon my feet. And he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border, where uh, for Israel turned away from him. And children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for they shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because you rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. And Aaron and Eleazar his son, and uh, bring, uh, I'm sorry, take Aaron and Eleazar his son, 
and bring them up unto Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded. And they went up into Mount Hor, into the site of the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mount, when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead. They mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you for your word today and just the privilege to open thy word. And uh, God, we again need you this morning. We all have needs, all have burdens. And God, we ask that the, you'd meet with us this morning in a special way and uh, open the word of truth unto us and use it, I pray, in each of our lives, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> When the Lord had opened Pharaoh's hand and allowed the children of Israel to leave, they had gone, of course, as you know, across the Red Sea and uh, to Mount Sinai. And from there, God told them to go directly up and to go all the way through Edom and go all the way up to Canaan land. <clears throat> and you remember... Uh, that God had freed them from the Israelites and had brought them to a land, he uh, uh, freed them from the Egyptians and brought them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, God said, I want you to take that path. Now, if you look in your Bible or if you have a Bible map, you can see that from where they were, God had led them all the way up into the land of Canaan. And from the land of Canaan, they were to go directly through. Now, they had a, a problem. They had to go through a land called Edom. Edom uh, is the word changed from Esau. It was uh, really the land where the Edomites dwelled, and they did not get along with the children of Israel. But they could see what God had done for them. They could see how God had freed them from the hand of Pharaoh, who was the mightiest ruler of, of the world at the time. And God had led them through the wilderness, and Pharaoh went after them. But God protected them with that wall of fire between them and Pharaoh's army. And, and, and as Moses raised his staff, that Red Sea departed. And you have to forgive my carnal mind, but whenever I think of this passage, I can't help but see Charlton Heston holding up his hand and holding up that staff and his hair turning white. Anyone else here as carnal as me? Okay. But I, I picture that in my mind. And I see those, that Red Sea and the children of Israel crossing over on dry ground. And from there, it was, uh, they went, of course, to Mount Sinai. They received the Ten Commandments of the Lord. And from there, they were to go straight through Edom and up to the land of Canaan. And that was God's command. But <clears throat> the Edomites didn't want them coming through their land. And the truth is, the Edomites feared the children of Israel because of they knew God was with them. And they knew that God, you don't mess with somebody that God is for. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. So they knew that, and they knew that uh, the children of Israel were there, and that, that they, uh, 
They didn't want to pass through the land. And um, so earlier, previous to this, they agreed to let them pass through the land as long as they just took the highway and just mind your own business, so to speak. Amen? It's kind of like when you get in a car and you drive through New York. You just stay on the highway until you get through the other side. Yeah. Amen? And so uh, I'm saying that <clears throat> they had a straight path that they could follow. Now, the Bible teaches that they didn't, they didn't do that. They rebelled against God. Uh, they fought against God. They thought their will was a little bit better, and God allowed them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And God was still good. He still kept his promise to them, but <clears throat> the way through now was a lot harder. Now what we saw is the Edomites were not going to let them pass through this time. They had to go all the way around. They had to cross a whole different area, and they had to go across the River Jordan. Now, in our modern-day thinking, we don't see a problem with crossing a river because we have bridges everywhere. But how are you going to get millions of children and old people and... Um, how are you going to get them to cross the river? I've been to the River Jordan. I've seen it. It has some deep spots, and the spots that aren't deep are typically flowing fast. So you have a choice, deep water or fast-flowing water. And so the place that they chose was to go across, and they crossed over, and it was much more rigorous than had they just gone the straight path. They didn't have to wander and go around and go through all the rigors. They didn't have to waste 40 years of their life. They could have gone straight up, followed the straight path, and gone right up and been in Canaan land and been there 40 years. But they didn't want to do that. They had their own idea in mind. They, they kind of said what we say to God sometimes is, God... I'll do it when I get around to it. Lord, uh, I, 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 I'll obey you, but I, I want to do it my way and in my time. And oh, how we do that to God sometimes. God says, all right, I'll just make your way good if you just follow me. I'll make you a straight path. I'll clear out those Edomites. They won't bother you. <laughs> how oftentimes in our life, we never just take God's straight path. We always have to do it our way. We sing like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. But the truth is, God's way is always the best. Are you convinced of that? Are you convinced that God's way is the best? Or are you still thinking that your plan can fit in? And You know, some Christians, they try to adapt their plan into God's plan. God, I'll, I'd like to do what you want, but can I, I'm going to do it this way. God's not, God's not the God of that. You know, there's a lot of people who try to get saved. They want to get to heaven. They just want to get there by good works. And I will tell you something. You can't get to heaven by good works. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. 
For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of you. You see, there's always somebody trying to go their way rather than the straight path. Can I tell you, when I got saved, a preacher preached the Bible. I walked down the aisle. I asked Jesus to save me. He came into my heart. His blood was shed under my heart. I got saved, and I know I'm on my way to heaven. There's a straight path for salvation. You don't have to work your way to heaven or do religious deeds. It's not about sacraments. It's about obey, obedience to the Lord. Whosoever will, let him come. Now, that's a straight path. Can I tell you how many people try the wrong path in life? They're just like the children of Israel. They had to wander for 40 years. Then they tried to go through the path of the Edomites. The Edomites said, no, you aren't going through. You've got to take your children and your, and your young people. You've got to go through the river. <laughs> You've got to do it the hard way. Now, there's some thoughts I had about this passage of Scripture that I think are worth us understanding and, and looking at. Number one, I want you to notice that they wasted their best opportunity. They wasted their best opportunity. Can I tell you, sometimes as a Christian, if we don't just follow the straight path, the right path, we know what to do. There's an opportunity that we miss serving the Lord. An opportunity. That's why I want to encourage young people. Don't get out and mess up your life. Don't graduate from school and go out into the world and say, I, I want to see the world. It looks so beautiful. I got news for you. The reason the world looks beautiful is uh, the same reason the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. It's because there's a sewer tank over there on the other side of the fence. I'm simply saying some things aren't good. I'll tell you what really works best that the children of Israel should have followed. That's the straight path. The straight path. Are you on a straight path of serving God? Oh, let's, let's eliminate this type of Christianity that always says, God, I'm going to do it my way, and I want your blessing to it. God just sits, stands back, and he's a gentleman. He'll let you do whatever you want to do, but he'll never bless it. He'll never bless it. He'll bless it when we say, all right, God, I, I, this is what you want me to do. I'm going to do it. And can I tell you what? It's a straight path. You know, it's, there's a straight way to live our lives. Did you know that? Uh, so many Christians don't live their lives the straight way. <laughs> so many Christians live their life in a way where it always ends up wasting their opportunities. Years ago, it was an Easter Sunday, and I was pastoring in Denver, Colorado. And I'll never forget, it snowed on Easter Sunday in Colorado. Oh, I love snow. Snow's wonderful. It's that white stuff. For the Texans here, it's that white stuff that comes from the sky. It falls on the ground. And in Texas, it lands and lasts about two hours, and then it disappears, right? In Oklahoma, it lasts about four hours, and then it disappears. But um, uh, I, I like the, the snow, and, and uh, man, what a, what a wonderful time it was. But uh, Easter Sunday, a fellow came to church and had the service, and he said, can I talk to you afterward? He was a 21-year-old kid. And I said, sure, what's on your heart? And he began to cry. Tears welled up in his eyes. Broken-hearted kid. He said, I grew up in church. I grew up with good parents. He said, but as soon as I graduated from high school, 
I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go live my life my way. I'm going to go do what I want to do. From the years of the time he was 18 to the time he was 21, he didn't hardly contact his mom, his dad, good parents. He lived a life the way he felt like living it. Can I tell you what? That always leads you wrong. There's a straight path to follow. And he looked at me and he said, you know, pastor, I've wasted four years of my life. See, we think the world's good, but just like that prodigal son realized when he got there, it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. And I want to say this this morning to you who think that the world glitters. You're wasting the opportunities that you have while you are serving the Lord because you're focused on serving the world. And I want to tell you something. The straight path is always the best path. Find the straight path. Get right on it. The, the children of Israel could have been in, in Canaan land with milk and honey, flowing with milk. Can you imagine a place flowing with milk and honey? Like one preacher said, uh, bring your boots. Amen. Flowing with milk and honey. Woo. Milk was the picture of God's protein protection, strengthening, and the honey was the sweetness of it. And the Christian life is full of milk and honey. Amen? God said, you could have had that for 40 years, but yet you chose to wander and do this, and you chose to go here and go there. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? prodigal son answered that question, didn't he? After he'd spent all, he, he decided he was coming back home to his father. He said, uh, I think I'll go back to my dad. See, he missed the straight path in life. Hear me today, Christian, no matter who you are, no matter what area of your life, you're going to miss opportunity when you do not follow the straight path. You know, the Bible's a pretty straight book, isn't it? And, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's a little too straight for them. They don't like it. But let me tell you something. When you follow it, you'll see God blesses it. Amen. God has his hand on his word. And he'll have his hand on the person who is guided by the word. Just do the right thing. Do the right path. Can I tell you, a lot of our troubles in life are because we're not taking straight paths in our life. Amen. So I'm saying you'll waste opportunities. They wandered for 40 years. And then I want you to notice what happened to them in chapter 21. And look at verse number 4 of chapter 21 and verse number 4. Notice it says, and they, they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And what the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. I think a lot of people get discouraged serving the Lord because they're trying to do it their own way and their own power. They're not following the straight path that God has. I just believe in the simple old paths, prayer, faithfulness, godliness, contentedness, just a straight path. Uh, I don't need all the, the, the lights and the show and all that. Let's just follow the straight path. Amen. Jesus reminded us in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 14, wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many there be 
which go therein. But narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. Few there be that find it. I'll tell you something, there's not, there may be a lot of profession in this world, but there's not a whole lot of possession. You know why? Because possession is the straight path. Hmm. I ask people, and you do too, if you die, you know you're going to heaven. Yep, I'm going to heaven. Tell me how you know. Well, I was baptized down there at such and such a church. Can I tell you what? You can't get to heaven by being baptized. You can get wet, but it won't get you to heaven. Water won't save a man. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, which saves man. That's called the straight way. Just go God's way and you'll be fine. Amen? Oh, how foolish we are, how foolish our human natures are, that we always want to accomplish what we want to accomplish, and then say, God, you bless it. <laughs> the children of Israel missed 40 years. 40 years is a long time. That's a long time, 40 years, to be wandering around. And you know, there's a lot of Christians, and I see this all the time. I see Christians say, you know, I, I used to get saved. I got saved in a church like yours, Brother Larson. I walked that aisle. I came down. I got saved. I know it. So what happened? Well, I kind of wandered in life. I got out of church and wandered away. And, but you know what? A lot of them say, that was the good old days. That was the right days. And I want to say to you, it happens to Christians all over. Just like the children of Israel, they miss their opportunities. How many blessings we miss because we don't follow the straight path. How many times we find ourselves in a horrible condition and trouble and we have to go to God to dig us out. And it's all because we just didn't follow his pathway in the beginning. Can I tell you encourage you something today. If you know what's right to do today and you're bouncing back and forth with what you know is right to do and with what you want to do, can I encourage you today? Just do what you know is right to do. Amen. Hear me. The straight path's always the best way. God said, I'll, I'll lead you right up through the Edomites. They're afraid of you now. They're, they're okay. You know, after 40 years, the Edomites weren't really afraid of them. The Edomites weren't really worried about them. Oh, yeah, them Israelites. But boy, when, when they saw God's hand leading them out, leading them through, they were ready to let them just walk right through. I'm simply saying to you this morning, follow straight path. That's why I like old-fashioned preachers. Amen? That's why I like preachers just get up and tell it how it is. Amen? We live in this day and age where everybody's uh, you got to preach to everybody's feelings. Oh, if I, I have to feel a certain way. Hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you how to have good feelings in life. Obey God and you'll be blessed. That's a good way to get good feeling in life. Amen. Oh, how many times in my life I've chosen my way over God's way and I knew it wasn't the right way. And boy, I had to wander a while. And I wonder, how many opportunities did I miss in that time? 
discouragement settle in to them. In verse 4, the soul of the people was much discouraged. You know, you'll get discouraged if you're wandering around. I didn't get any amens on that one, so I got to say it again. Right? You get discouraged if you're wandering around. You will. And boy, everything will look black. And, 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 and usually, oftentimes, not all, but oftentimes we can trace it back to when we should have just followed that straight path. And we didn't. And oftentimes we get discouraged, even a Christian, in their Christian life. I say to you today, young people, don't go out into the world. Just keep right on serving God. I, I recently heard that, you know, a young person could go to a public school today, and I feel bad for him. My heart goes out to him. But let me tell you something. There is drugs everywhere in these schools. Everywhere. They're selling it, dealing it, giving it. Drugs. Choose a straight path. I don't need it. Amen? Amen? And somewhere along the line, God's people just got to have a backbone and say, no, I'm on the straight path. I'm going to keep serving God on the straight path. I'm just going to keep doing what I know to do. I want Canaan land. I want, I want some milk and honey. Amen? Amen? Don't wander around all your life. You'll be discouraged. You'll be defeated. Let me tell you something, Christian. When you do get defeated and discouraged, just keep on serving God and doing right even when you're discouraged. You know, the, the devil uses discouragement in our life to get us off of serving him. Well, it's not worth it. It's just, I can't, can't do it anymore. Are you trying to serve God in your flesh? Are you trying to serve God in his spirit? Preacher, I just can't serve God. I've had people tell me that. I can't serve God anymore. You know what they're saying? Discouragement. It's kind of set in. You say, Preacher, do you ever get discouraged? <laughs> Every Monday morning. <laughs> Amen. No, I don't. I don't every Monday morning. But there are times when I get discouraged. You know what you do when you get down? You stay on the straight path anyway. Because if you do, God will free you of discouragement. Amen. A missed opportunity. Secondly, secondly, it can be a harder road the second time than the first. Did you know that? It can be a harder road the second time than the first. I if you're a Christian, you're saying, I know a young person that's called to preach. You know what you do? Get on the straight path and get to the point where you're preaching. Amen? Amen. Don't divert. Don't divert. Well, I think I want to step into business here for a few years and see what happens. I want to tell you something. You'll wander and you'll be discouraged. Just do it straight. Straight way. You know, have you ever, ever seen an arrow when it's shot? It wiggles and wanders, comes back around. Look at that arrow. 
Hey, that's a cool arrow. Yeah, that's really neat. And then finally reaches the target. Uh-uh. No, it doesn't. You should. It's straight. It's going right into that target. And I'm simply saying if the children of Israel would have done that, boy, they'd have been blessed. They'd have been blessed. And it's the same with us in our lives. Sometimes when you know what God wants you to do and then you wander and you come back, sometimes the second time it's harder. It's harder. I, I, you know, in that discouragement time, that's when people take on, oftentimes take on addictions in their life. They'll grab a hold of the bottle. Or they'll grab a hold of some drug that they think is going to make them feel good. When really the truth is, what really helps us feel good is just doing what God wants us to do. And there's this joy that comes from it. Amen. It makes us happy. Gives us at peace. But sometimes the second way around is harder. Did you know the first city after they had crossed over after 40 years, they crossed over Jordan. Do you know what the first city was they had to conquer? It was Jericho. And history tells us they've uncovered the walls of Jericho archaeologically. And the walls of Jericho were so thick they could drive two chariots side by side across the top of the walls of Jericho. I wonder... With the children of Israel wandering for 40 years, I wonder if it gave the enemy opportunity to build those walls bigger and stronger. After 40 years, I think, and Jericho's located right there just across the Jordan. I, I think they could look across and say, folks, those children of Israel are coming. We better build some big walls because God's on their side. You know, sometimes the second time around, it can be a little harder, but it can still be done when you follow the second path. You see, God doesn't want us to live in regret. And sometimes unknowingly in our life, we follow the wrong path and we end up living in some regret in our life. But let me tell you something. When you realize that and you know what is that straight path, and you're on it, God can bless and help those things in life that we look back on our past and say, God, help me with that in my life. But it's all key to the straight path. The straight path. Are you on that straight path? You don't have to cross the Jordan to get into the promised land. God had a better plan. God had a better way. God, in fact, God came and drove out the enemies. I like that. You know, um, God would drive out our enemies when we're just following him, following the straight path. Oh, listen. God wants us to just dedicate our hearts, just surrender to him. Be all for God. Be all in for God. Say, I'm following the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what. I'm following the Lord no matter what happens in my life. I'm going to follow that straight path. I'm going to follow the path where I know is right and good. And boy, look out. God will bless you. God will bless your life. I am not much. I can tell you this. But I'm thankful that as an eighth grade boy, God called me to preach. 
eighth grade boy. Does God talk to eighth graders? He did me. He called me to preach. Eighth grade. I knew I was coming to Oklahoma to go to Bible college for five years. Amen? See, when you find the promised land, you just want to come and stay. Amen? I just thought I mentioned the that to the folks from Texas and the folks from Ohio here today. I just thought I'd, just thought I'd mention that. Throw that out there. Amen. So, but, you know, the harder, the second time around going to be harder. You know, the prodigal son, he came back to his father, didn't he? He, 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 he got on the straight path at one point. But he had wasted all that he had. He had wasted all he had. And his brother then, when his father died, his brother then would be the controlling uh, one. You see, I'm just trying to say that the second time around, God blessed and forgave, but it was a little harder. It was a little harder the second time. See, when you get discouraged and take on a, an addiction or a problem, hoping it will soothe you, it never, it never works out right. And when you do that, you think, well, now everything's going to be good. You can still get on that straight path. Thank God we have a God that does that for us. Amen? Amen? When we fail or falter, he doesn't discard us. He just takes the clay and puts it on the wheel again and remakes it again in his fashion. He doesn't discard us, but sometimes the road's a lot harder the second time. That's why I say to you today, just from a young age, find the straight path. Find the right path. Learn to stand for God. Have a, have a spiritual backbone and say, no, I'm not going to go to those things in my life. And you'll be surprised what God will do and bless your life. You see, children of Israel, you didn't have to go around. You didn't have to cross over Jordan with the little ones. You could have gone on the straight path and enjoyed the Canaan land for 40 years, but you missed it. And oh, I want to tell you something this morning. I'm a preacher who doesn't want God's people to miss it. I want God's people to be in that land flowing with milk and honey saying, Preacher, you told me to follow the straight path. God's word told me to follow the straight path. I'm glad I chose it. I'm glad I picked that path. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm on that path because that path has been a way of blessing and joy. The milk and the honey God has given and blessed. And I want to tell you something. God has blessings for every Christian in store. You know, God delights to bless us. Did you know that? God loves to bless us. We don't serve a God who's up there and got a lock key on all his blessings and saying, I dare you to try to break in. No, we got a God who's got the door wide open. He wants to bless his people. He delights to do it. We just got to find that straight path and get on it. Now, I want to ask you this morning, how about your path? What path are you on? 
What about the path of salvation? Are you on what some religious person told you to get to heaven? Are you following some internet person who has some philosophical idea about how to get to heaven? That's very prevalent today. Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you just like some who think, well, hopefully my good outweighs my bad and I'll make it in. You know, the only problem with that is that one sin can keep us from going to heaven. One sin. Because if God let me into heaven with one sin, he'd have to let a million other people with one sin into heaven. There'd be a million sins in heaven. And heaven be just as bad as this earth is. God said, I have to come in and cleanse every sin. Every stain away. Not by my work, but by his blood. That's the only way of salvation. That's the straight path. And can I say this morning, if you're trusting any way a religious work or some, uh, some religious idea other than salvation by grace through faith, can I encourage you to come this morning? Get on that straight path and be saved. There's a lot of people following that broad road. Well, God told us in Matthew 7, 14, many are on that road and they're, they're going to be in destruction. I don't like to think about it, but it's true. It's God's word. And many, there's a narrow path. And few there be that find it. Would you be that one that would find true salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ? How about it this morning? And then there are some who are saved and you're on your path, but you're veering from God's path. Something has enticed you. Something appears better to you than God's will. Can I say to you today that it may glitter in the beginning, but it will turn sour in the end. There's only one way to live your life. That's to say, Lord Jesus, here I am. I'm yours. I'm going to live on that straight path. Would you decide to do that today? Oh, friend, your life will be blessed. Your life will be joyful. Find the straight path for your blessings in life. Let's bow our heads this morning. Let's close our eyes. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. <clears throat> and I want to ask you that question. What path are you on this morning? <clears throat> what path are you on? What path of your life are you making your decisions on? The right path? Or are you wandering? Are you wandering around, wandering here and there, hoping things will work out? Hear me this morning. Find what God wants you to do and do it. It may be difficult or uncomfortable in the, in the first steps, but let me tell you, God will never fail you. He'll never fail you. Trust in him. I wonder, first of all, as a Christian, maybe you're a Christian here this morning. You say, preacher, I needed the truth of the message this morning. I need that straight path in my life. I don't want to be a wanderer. Or maybe you're here this morning, you say, preacher, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, but I'm wandering. I'm wandering, and I want on that straight path. I know it's God's way for me. I know it's the blessed life. Preacher, pray for me that I'd be on that straight path. If that's you this morning, God spoke to your heart, would you lift your hand? Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm kind of wandering, preacher. 
Pray for me. Pray for me. God bless you. Maybe you're here today and you don't know the Lord is your Savior. You're, Christian. You're, you're not a Christian today. Or maybe you've trusted some religious idea to get you to heaven. There's only, the Bible teaches that salvation is repentance from sin and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever turned and went to God and said, God, forgive me my sins. I put my faith and my trust in you. Have you ever been saved? If that's you this morning, you're saved. You know you're saved. On your way to heaven, would you lift your hand? I know I'm saved. I know I've trusted Christ. God bless you. Maybe you're here today and you couldn't lift your hand. You said, preacher, I'm not saved. Would you pray for me? If there's one this morning that said, pray for me, preacher, would you lift your hand? I won't embarrass you. I won't come to you, but I want you to know it. I want you to have it settled in your heart. If you died today, you go to heaven. Pray for me. Pray for me. Is there one? Pray for me. Maybe there's somebody listening online this morning. You don't know Christ is your Savior. Can I encourage you to open your heart to Christ right where you're at? Turn to him and open your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Cleanse you of your sins. Put your faith and trust in him and mean it with all your heart. God will save you. God will save you. This invitation time this morning is God sifts in and out of our hearts and our minds. Can I encourage you to find the altar this morning if you're wandering? If you're not on that straight path this morning, God's path, find it this morning. Come. Come to Christ. Find that path. Get on it. Ask God to help you on it. And he'll bless you. Heavenly Father, help